Borderland Training Bites, the official podcast for the Borderland Training Lifestyle in 15 minutes or less. With today's host, Nathan Wagar, talking about CQB slicing techniques. Hey guys, this is Nathan Wagar with Borderland Training, and today I'm going to be talking about some common errors found in the way that tactical teams, and even during one-man clears, that people do slicing on a corner or a doorway. First off, let it be known that I am a huge fan of limited penetration techniques and variations of limited penetration techniques. However, the biggest hallmark of a well-thought-out room entry method is whether you are consistent throughout the whole method with important principles. And one of those principles that I adhere to as strictly as possible is I never want to give up ground that I have already cleared. Now this is obviously more often than not easier said than done. But when I'm not able to do it, I need to be aware that I am not doing it because problems can pop up later. And this goes back to the systems idea that initial conditions can greatly affect what happens to a complex adaptive system later in time. So little mistakes become big mistakes through chain reaction. Remember guys, there isn't a lot of new stuff out there. Geometry is geometry. But what does matter is consistency and the cohesiveness of the method in general. And one thing that modern room entry techniques really need to take into account is that this happens in time and that there are dynamics that happen out of movement that are not immediately noticeable on paper. And here's an example of what I'm talking about. Let's take a a standard slicing technique. So visualize with me in your head, I am moving up on a doorway and it's already open for the sake of this thought experiment. I'm starting on the left side of the doorway and I am moving to the right side. Now, a common basic way of being taught how to slice is to maximize your distance from the near corner. So I am moving from the left corner, and I am slowly moving further and further away as I circle to the right side and shuffle steps, and I could be leaning out. There's a lot of different ways to do it. But the basic idea is that I'm segmenting or pieing the room off section by section to give me a manageable sector of fire. And ideally, I am moving away from the corner as I do it. Now, this is all well and good, but I want you to imagine something. In this open doorway, we have a center-fed room, which means the doorway is right in the middle of a room and there's open space to the left and to the right. In a typical room entry technique, what you would do is you would slice the pie on the doorway. So I'm slicing on that left corner or the left side of the door, the left edge. I clear about 80% of the room from outside the door. And then I have to worry about those final two slices. So the one on the left and the one on the right. There's about 10% on each side left on the near wall. And the entry technique, there's any number of ways that people deal with those final two slices. Obviously, it's more difficult with one person. Uh, You're always going to be having to cover more with less the fewer people you have in a team. And so it's going to be less than ideal. So that's usually when you tend to use rollouts and stuff like that with one man But my issue isn't so much with the entry, it's with the actual slice itself. What a lot of people do is they slice off the doorway and then they end up resetting 
for the actual entry. And here's the problem with that. It creates what I like to call, this is just my wacky term for it. There's obviously, you could probably call it anything, but I call it a floating angle. And a floating angle is something that's found in a lot of, uh, in a lot of places. It's found in anything requiring motion, precision, and visual targeting. And it's something that happens out of movement. And basically what it is, is let's say that, um, let's say you have a buddy that's coming up on you. We've all had this happen. He's moving up behind you on your right shoulder. As you're looking to the left, usually when he's being a dick and taps you on the shoulder. And as you turn to the left, he moves with you so that when you turn to the right, you almost overcorrect and you're like, oh shit, and he's right in front of you, okay? What happened there? Well, if your friend had been static, you know exactly where it is and then you, you know exactly where he is and then you turn back and you can begin talking to him in the conversation. If he moves with your dead space though, we have what you would call a floating angle. This is something that you typically have to experience yourself out of motion because when you explain it to people, it doesn't really make very much sense. Now, on paper, it sounds good, and this is even done in force on force, but on paper, it sounds good to slice off the room, and then you have two remaining slices, and you clear the rest of the room using whatever technique. That is sort of a theoretical analysis of the theory of room clearing. So you're considering it in the abstract. Now, here's how it works out of movement, though. And this is a really why I'm a huge proponent of systems thinking, and particularly complex adaptive systems, because room entry needs to work out of motion. It needs to take into account actual dynamics of uh, room entry as it happens in real time, not as it looks good on paper, and then we keep trying to force a square peg into a round hole. I want you to... Visualize slicing the corner from the left to the right on that doorway again. But this time, if you're doing the type of slicing where you try to maintain the same distance from the corner and move from left to right, I want you to notice how your sector of fire moves to the left as you move to the right and you are basically losing the ground that you cleared. And a lot of people do this. Their technique assumes that the ground you just cleared is still clear. And the fact is that if you enter on that final slice, and there's different ways that people do that. Sometimes they do, um, they run long, similar to uh, a run the rabbit technique. Uh, there's ways to do that that are safer. I'm actually a big fan of that technique and it forces the guy to catch up on you visually and he has to reorient. But if you cleared moving from left to right and clearing from right to left, and as you uh, muzzle sweep to the left, he is moving with you with that floating angle. You are going to enter and try and ambush someone at a point that he no longer is at. And he's basically got the drop on you. You have to reorient to him at a high speed. You basically ambushed yourself. Floating angles happen all the time. And you see experienced instructors teaching a technique that uses basically floating angles as a fundamental aspect of the technique. And if you're really fighting against force on force and you're giving the force on force realistic leeway, floating angles happen all the time and it ends up with you being dead. It happens that fast. This is a big problem with not allowing realistic force on force and having guys stay in the same section just waiting at the doorway. And this is also a huge problem with practicing with paper targets all the time. 
it reinforces this idea that once I clear it, it's good. And it takes out the aspect of dynamic motion and how it affects attention and the eyes and eye tracking and a bunch of other things that are critically important in CQB. Now, are we going to change slicing? No, it's still going to be a slice. But what you need to do is slice in a way that you always maintain the same clear on the right edge. And what I mean by that is if I'm standing to the left of the doorway and I slice out, I need to slice in in a way that the rightmost edge stays the same. My, my clear sector on the right stays the same. And what you'll notice is it's more of a corkscrew slice in as opposed to a maximal distance around. If you do the maximal distance around type slice, that's fine, but you have to make sure that your technique, whichever one it uses, is uh, taking that into account and counteracting it. Otherwise, it is a flaw in your system. Now, there's the typical way that people deal with that, if they do in fact deal with it, is that they re-slice. And the basic idea is that, well, I just slice the same area two or three times back and forth. It's highly unlikely that he's going to be in that spot uh, in the middle of the room for my final entry. And that's fine. You're erring on the side of caution versus speed and locking down and various other things. But even in that technique of back and forth, at the end of the technique, you still have to corkscrew and tighten up your sector. So why not do that to begin with? It's more efficient. It's a little bit too difficult to explain over a podcast, and I'll cover this in uh, future material, whether video or a book that I am working on on the topic. But basically, we need to subtly change fundamentals in ways that are consistent with winning principles. And a winning principle is always never give up the ground that you just cleared because that's time, and time, time is not your friend. And if you do it wrong, it can lead to other issues like floating angles that I just pointed out. Slicing works, but the difference between a passable instructor and an instructor that will get you home from downrange is in correct application of the fundamentals. So make sure that when you slice, that you are always owning more and more ground and you're not giving that ground up unless absolutely necessary. If you are giving up that ground, Make sure that your technique addresses it in some way, whatever technique that you use. Make sure that you have a contingency for that and that your system addresses that as opposed to it just being a flaw in your system because that hole in your game is big enough for a bullet to go through it. So those are my quick thoughts on the topic. Uh, think about it in your own system, uh, in your own training. As you move around corners, consider that floating angle. Ask yourself when you're slicing do I have to re-clear the section that I just cleared on the opposite side because my angle is expanding instead of corkscrewing and contracting? And ask yourself, how do I address this? Because at some point you have to anyway. So is your technique efficient? And uh, that's all for today. I hope it kind of gave you some food for thought. And until next time, stay safe. <laughs>